Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. I always want to say welcome back to my channel, welcome back to my video, but today, JK, welcome back to my podcast. So hello everyone. I am currently drinking some strawberries and cream iced tea from Coffee Bean that I made at home. I wish it was organic, better yet, I wish it was tea that I had grown myself, but we're not there yet, people. But along those lines, today I'm gonna be talking about um, healthy living, pursuing a healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, just kind of my, oh hi neighbor, my neighbor's walking by right now, food, healthy swaps that you can make, and some of my current favorite recipes and things that I have been trying lately. So before we hop right in, I wanted to quickly say thank you to those of you that have left reviews on this podcast. It supposedly really helps my podcast in terms of like referral and yeah, recommendations and the algorithm and all of that. So thank you so much guys. And all of your DMs um, and comments and just shares on Instagram when I've seen you guys sharing. I try, as long as I can see the mention in time, I try to always reshare. Thank you for all of your support as I venture down this new path as well. There's so much going on in my life right now that is all like changing and shifting. And honestly, you know, maybe this wouldn't have been the optimal time to start a podcast <laughs> or it will be the optimal time. Maybe we'll get some great stuff documented in this process, but everything's just a little crazy right now. And I'm trying to just stay calm and stay focused as we walk through this new season. And also on top of staying calm and staying focused, I'm hoping to just stay healthy. You know, health is something that is not fully in your control, but at the same time, it kind of is like it, it takes choices and daily decisions on our part, I believe, that add up to a bigger picture. So it's kind of both. And so I'm hoping through this crazy time, which once again, I really appreciate all of your support, but I'm hoping that we're able to maintain some semblance of a healthy, balanced lifestyle. So with that intro being said, I'm going to go ahead and hop right in. I don't know why I needed to say that. Always got to have a good, is it called a sequitur? It's not called a sequitur. Uh, transition. I don't know. Anyways, so I had a friend that was over at my house maybe like a month or two ago. And, you know, I have been avoiding gluten now for the last couple of months. After my back had been thrown out for about two and a half months, I got to the point where I was like, whoa, okay, I have to cut gluten and dairy now. And within a day and a half, my back had drastically healed. And so, that could have been a coincidence. I'm not even saying that I'm necessarily allergic to those things, but a lot of doctors will agree that they can be inflammatory foods. And for whatever reason, when I cut them, I mean, I, I healed up to a certain degree. I'm still actually dealing with it, but um, I healed up pretty fast. So, you know, my friend was telling me about a brand called Simple Mills, which if you don't know about Simple Mills, I highly recommend them. They are one of my favorite, I call them healthy junk food, because here's the thing, any food that is processed and then packaged and sealed up, I consider junk food. But it's not really junk food because, for example, like with Simple Mills, you might flip it over and read the ingredients and it's like almond flour, arrowroot, rosemary, oregano, like it's very simple ingredients. And so I call that healthy junk food but my friend when I said that to her she was like what do you mean like they take pride in their their 
um, food items being extremely clean. And so I kind of had to back up and explain to her what I meant. And now I'm going to kind of explain to you what I mean, because this is actually my current philosophy and health. And I actually think I'm only going to go more extreme in this direction. And basically, to summarize it, I think we should be eating as close to the source um, with all of our food as possible. And I think that that's a journey. And I think that if you're like me and you grew up in a city, it can be kind of a long journey of figuring things out, learning how you know plants work. I mean, until I had moved here to Nashville, I had never even had a house plant in my life. So yeah, gardening was not really on my radar. Now, I will say when if you go back in my story prior to our move to Nashville, prior to me feeling like that was what God was calling us to, I had read a book that I've mentioned a bunch of times called Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nequest. Shauna is an amazing writer. She's actually one of my favorite writers. And I'm not a huge um like I don't I don't listen to a ton of books or read a ton of books. I actually have listened to a ton over the years, but I'm not like someone that's consuming books on the reg. I tend to be more of like a video watcher. I listen to talks, um, you know, all of that. Anyways, she's an amazing writer and Present Over Perfect was the first book of hers that I had listened to. And there were so many moments in the book where she painted a life that I wanted, that I resonated with. And I, I mean, I vividly remember it, remember this. I'm picturing it in my head right now, just like walking around our home back in California. And our home, our last home that we lived in was beautiful. If you saw it, it was the home that was situated on the Faux Lake in Santa Clarita, which is just outside of Los Angeles. And it was beautiful. It was a dream. It was not a real lake. So everything had an element of fakeness to it. And you know, whatever. But I remember walking in our kitchen and looking out on the lake and listening to this book and having this realization that the life that she was describing and what I wanted, what I was resonating with was not the trajectory that I was on. And if I continued to do what I was doing, I was not going to end up where she was describing. I was going to end up somewhere very different. And so that was that was kind of the beginning of it. You know, we moved to Nashville. I got really into houseplants. And then from there, I got really into gardening. And that's a whole thing, too. I started with indoor um, aeroponic gardening or hydroponic. Yeah, aeroponic. I think aeroponic. Um, And a lot of you guys have actually asked me about that because I haven't used my tower garden hardly at all since Logan has been born because of a, a lot of things. It became too difficult for me to handle at the time. Um, but I had a really great time with my aeroponic garden. Um, but all that to say, this journey that I have been on in the last couple of years has led me to my current standing and position on health. And that is that I think we should be eating as close to the source as possible. Um, and, you know, time-wise too. So, for example, until I gave up gluten, I had started, we had started making our own sourdough bread. Because sourdough bread that is made at home in my opinion, is one step closer, not only to the source, but I think it's also a little bit healthier because sourdough um, has already, like, what's the word, broken down some of the gluten, some of the grains. It, It makes it a little easier to digest, supposedly. Actually, supposedly, it makes it a lot easier to digest. 
Um, but once I got into that, I found myself wanting to buy wheat berries and mill or grind my own wheat because that felt a step closer. Uh, because it turns out that flour is similar to buying juice. Any of you that are into green juicing, for example, you know that buying pre-made green juice from the store is not the same as grinding your own juice at your house because once you break apart the veggie and the fruit and all of that, immediately the uh, nutrition, the vitamins and the minerals, all of that, it starts to oxidize. So all of the nutrients start to kind of die. And even if, honestly, even if it's like, no, it's sealed right away, like it's captured in, I don't really believe it. I just truly think and I'll probably say this like four times after rants in this podcast, that the best thing we can do is eat close to the source. So developing that perspective is part of what drew me into gardening. Now, I had never, I didn't even know how seeds worked. Like literally, I was like, okay, I know you plant a seed, but like how do you... (laughs) How does the seed grow? So I literally had to learn from scratch. And I think I talked about this in my homesteading and uh, following your dreams podcast, which I was about to say, I highly recommend. Of course, I recommend my own podcast. Um, But I talk more about this and how I went from basically being a city slicker to someone who is envisioning a certain life for myself full of hopefully a lot more homesteading and kind of how we got there. Spoiler alert, we got there one step at a time and not shutting down our imagination and our ideas and, you know, telling ourselves that it was dumb and we could never do it. We got there by one day at a time, one step at a time. Now, that being said, I'll say it again, to the source, um, a lot of people you know, in the city, when we're buying animal products, we're not buying from a local farm. We're buying from who knows how far away it is. And, you know, with our produce, when we're buying from the grocery store, you know, even if you're eating a lot of produce, produce, which is a great thing and a great step often for a lot of people, you know, switching from processed foods to more whole like actual natural foods, that is a great step as well. But something else I have learned since diving into this world of gardening is that typically the grocery store only carries a few varieties of fruits and vegetables. And once you start looking into the seed world and the homesteading world, you start to realize that there are so many varieties of fruits and vegetables out there so many varieties and then it kind of starts to make sense in my brain for example I've actually read different studies you know over the years that have said too much of one plant can actually be toxic so like specifically with greens supposedly I guess greens have this thing on them that like it's a toxin basically to keep bugs from eating them it's like a defense mechanism that the plant has and when you consume like an excessive amount of one type of green it can actually become toxic to you as well and so that's one of the many many reasons why it is recommended to you know eat the rainbow or in that case don't just eat one kind of green like you're really liking arugula great let's switch it up to some spinach now oh you like the spinach great let's switch it up to some butterleaf lettuce to some romaine to you know a mixed green whatever collard greens and swiss chards like you really want to eat variety because a like I said things can become toxic but b you know there are nuanced differences 
and all of the different things that we eat that help to serve your body in different ways and are full of different types of nutritional elements. And you know, the thing is, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I was telling her, and I've had this conversation with Dan so many times, that it it genuinely makes my heart sad when I know people or see people who do not want to adopt a quote, healthier lifestyle because they feel like it's restrictive or they feel like it's miserable or like it's just not fun or it's going to hold them back in life. And I told Dan, you know, when I have the time and the ability, which is, you know, a continuous effort of like shaping my life in that way. But when I have the time and the ability to garden and to cook, there is nothing. And I'm serious, guys. There is nothing about that that feels restrictive. If anything, it feels like I'm being injected with life And I feel like I don't know if it's, you know, diet culture, if it's the fact that as a society we have gotten so far away from eating food that is natural and from the source or even being involved in the food, you know, up until recent history-ish, people gardened, like lots of people gardened. And now that is not as common, especially in larger cities. And so I don't know if processed food has kind of messed up our bodies so much that people see health as one being skinny which is not true um you could actually be skinny and be very unhealthy um or two if it's because you know thinking you know living this city life that a lot of people tend to live of processed foods they think of being healthy Like it means taking away those yummy foods that they're enjoying and then giving them something junky like that or something that they won't like, something gross that's going to make their life miserable as opposed to real food not feeling like it doesn't feel like you're depriving yourself. I've realized that the last few sentences were like all over the map and I it's almost like I don't fully know how to put it into words in a way that explains how truthful I am being with the fact that I don't like diet culture. I don't like, you know, fit culture, skinny culture. It bothers me because I don't think that that's the goal. And I actually think that that mindsets, that mindset ruins people's hearts and minds towards eating in a way that will actually nourish them because they start to think of health and fitness as something else than what I actually think it is. And I actually think health, wellness, fitness, yes, it's eating close to the source. It's being connected to the earth, um, you know, getting your feet outside barefoot in the grass, in the dirt every single day, getting our body moving and getting that rush of endorphins and, and, and specifically in regards to foods, abundance. I truly think that we are meant to or we can eat in abundance abundance um foods that are directly from their source but like I said I think so many of us nowadays like I said again within city culture are consuming processed foods um or even things that we think are healthier like I said maybe it's even produce from the store which I don't want to slam that because that is a great thing and you can actually get a lot of great produce 
um, from different kinds of stores or like varied produce from different kinds of stores. But but that's how deep I think it, it goes, meaning like even if you're just buying basic produce from the store, we can tend to think, oh, this is healthy, great tomatoes, like awesome. It's like, no, there's like 50 different kinds of tomatoes, but you'll never see them at your local grocery store or you'll see a couple. And that's fine. It is what it is. A lot of food production, I think, is set up for mass consumption. And then that's why we go back to something that I think is so vital and fun. And that is getting involved in your own food production. Now, everyone's life is obviously set up differently. And that might be super overwhelming sounding to you. And that's why I think when anything sounds fun but overwhelming, the best place to start is just starting and starting with honestly the simplest step you can take. I actually think the simplest step is always the best step and I think that kind of aligns with even that concept of like making your bed in the morning. You know the the reason behind pushing that is because it is so simple but it then gives you a sense of accomplishment, a feeling of like I did it, check and then what tends to happen is people will feel more able and motivated to go towards the next thing on their list, the next thing that they want to do. And so in general, when you're following your dreams, or in this case, maybe trying to dip your toes into producing your own food, which really, guys, it is really fun. Like life is things that are living and being connected to things that are living, your food, animals, the dirt, the sun, it's so genuinely fulfilling and (laughs) happiness giving um anyways wait what was I saying that's right that's what I was saying I just think that that things that you dreams you want to follow things you want to do you know not every personality type is the same but obviously listening to my personality type and the way that I process things and my opinions and I tend to go for the simplest step first, the easiest solution. You know, even when I started my YouTube channel uh, over 10 years ago, I didn't wait because it was like, oh, well, first I have to get a good camera. Then I have to learn how this editing program works. Then I have to learn about marketing on the internet. Like, no, all of that is very overwhelming. And so I went the simplest route, which for me at the time was just filming on my MacBook. That was the way that I was going to get something done the fastest. And I knew that by taking action, I would learn as I went. I would just figure it out as I went along. And that's exactly what happened with all of that. That's exactly what's happening with our homesteading. Our I call us fake homesteaders, but that's what's happening with our fake homesteading is we're learning as we go. And so that's kind of... I mean, this is kind of a shorter episode. I mean, my episodes are going to jump all over the map, guys. But that's really one of the top things that I want to encourage you to do is to think about and look into food and where you get your food from and what type of food can be easily grown in your area. Is there a way, like maybe for you, the easiest thing you could start doing is an herb garden or maybe really the easiest thing you could start doing is sprouts because you don't even need lights for sprouts you can do it basically in the dark um but but you know rack your mind for that is there a way that sounds is there something that sounds fun for you in terms of dipping your foot into the food production world is there something that's speaking to you let yourself dream and then let yourself take simple small baby steps towards you know following those dreams 
And then let that continue to evolve. So, you know, something that I've started doing recently in terms of, uh, what's the word, processed foods and realizing like, oh, I should be doing this myself, is I'm taking it up to the next step of making my own pasta sauce. Now, Dan and I are not going to have a garden this year because of the move, which is low-key depressing, but it's okay because it's all for a like a dream, right? This is just how the timing is lining up. It is what it is. But when we have a garden next year, I want to grow tomatoes and I want to grow a lot of tomatoes and I want to process those tomatoes. And so I started thinking about it, all the different things that I want to do with the tomatoes. And then I thought, I need to learn how to make my own pasta sauce. I've made it before years ago. I hated it, but that was like I was like much more of a beginner cook. Like I don't even know if I was on YouTube at that point. I'm trying to think. It was a long time ago. So I haven't tried my hand at making homemade pasta sauce in a while. And so I thought, okay, that that could be one less processed step. And it could prepare me for when we grow our own tomatoes, like what that looks like to make it from scratch. And so I've been practicing that lately. So, you know, learning and getting involved in your own food production can even just be things Um, kind of doing things from scratch or some semblance of scratch. You know, I'm not making mine completely from scratch. I'm still buying canned tomatoes, but it's from that step where I'm dicing up onions and garlic. And, you know, yesterday I picked fresh rosemary and sage from my garden because those are the only two plants that we still have growing and thriving. And I cooked those up in a pan with some onions that I let kind of go translucent And then I threw the tomatoes in and I had a little bit more Italian seasoning as well and olive oil and a little white wine. And then I used a hand immersion blender to make the mixture smoother. So it's not completely from scratch. I didn't use fresh tomatoes, but also part of that is when we grow our tomatoes, I want to learn how to can. And so I might have some canned tomatoes that I turn into pasta sauce or, you know, and I'll learn eventually I'll take the fresh tomatoes and I'll turn those into pasta sauce and then I'll can the pasta sauce or jar the pasta sauce. Um, But that's kind of the thing is like life is a journey. Food is a journey. Learning how to cook is a journey. Learning life skills, which is kind of the same thing as life, is a journey. And so, you know, every day, try to look around you and see like, okay, I mean, not literally every day, give yourself some grace, people. You don't have to be like a machine. But when you can, (laughs) look around you and think and consider, you know, where else can I move forward in terms of my life skills and my knowledge and my awareness about what is going into my body? How can I be more involved in the creation process? And that's really what you know, cooking is and gardening is and I mean, baby making, but that's a side note. It's being involved in life and creation, creating something that is living and it's just really beautiful. And so, yeah, if you are someone that is trying to pursue a healthier lifestyle, I want to encourage you to, and this isn't always in your control, but I just, if I can be encouragement, then I want to be, I want to encourage you to switch out your glasses and put on glasses of abundance and joy because food and life and cooking and the creation of food and health in my opinion is all very jo- very joyful but i think that modernity and disconnection from food creation has actually caused health to seem like something that is annoying and hard to obtain and honestly 
it might be harder to obtain, in my opinion, the more disconnected you are from life, from living things, from the ground outside of your house, from the sunshine, from the fresh air, um, you know, all of it. Real food tastes really good. And, you know, life isn't so compartmentalized. And so the more that you can adopt that joyful, abundant mindset into your mind as far as what health is and you can wear those glasses as opposed to seeing it as you know annoying weight loss shows or gross protein bars you don't like or shakes you don't like try to see it like I mentioned 12 times as something that can be abundant and tasty and be curious I mean dude it is crazy that things just grow that not only we can eat but that nourish us and give us life and can change our mood and our body and our energy. Like it's literal magic. And so if you want to picture it that way too, you know, people that are pagans or Wiccans, I follow some people online that are like, that fall into those categories and they're very connected to the earth. And in that aspect, I really think that they have it right, that the earth and the magic that comes out of it is so beautiful and life-giving. And, you know, I see it as God's creation and that we are an extension of his creation and an extension of the earth. And by harmoniously connecting to life via the sun, air, water, ground, that we can be healthier and we can thrive more um, and enjoy life more. So I don't know. I don't even know if any of this was helpful, but hopefully this was all like food for thought, I guess. <laughs> that is it, guys. If you enjoyed this, please consider rating my podcast. I feel like annoying asking for it because I've never rated a podcast ever. So now I need to, I feel like I need to go like rate someone's podcast. If you have any future requests for episodes, feel free to slide into my DMs. And yeah, I'm going to go now because speaking of food, I want to go make breakfast. I recorded this podcast so early because I find that I just feel the best with getting some stuff done like early in the day. So you didn't need to know any of that, but I will, God willing, talk to you guys very soon. And that's it. Bye.